It's episode number 300. I want to say thank you very much for all of you folks for hanging out with us for 300 plus episodes. We, we've done plenty of pluses. We may not even be at 300, really. We may be at 280, and I just don't know how to count. I, I don't know. But we're, we're saying we're at 300, and, and that's just that's just the way that the, the things are going to happen here. Everyone but Oxford uh, and I have like notes, We don't know how these things work or anything. So, yeah, there you go. Anyhow, t- today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, about Gutenberg and again, <laughs> not called no, Gutenberg. The G, the G the G that must, wait, 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 I have the I have the perfect term. It's the G that must not be named. <laughs> yeah. must not be named. The and block you know, for, editor. Like I watched Morton's, I watched Morton's videos on on LinkedIn, and I was sitting here thinking, I'm like. All he keeps talking about is block editor. What the heck's this block editor thing? What's it's called thing? Gutenberg. Come on. What, what, what do you, what's going on here? No, it's not called Gutenberg, apparently. It's All right, Morton. You, you run the show here. Uh, Morton, tell us about yourself. I am Morton. I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> They're all his own. That's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for being on, Morton. I appreciate it. How about you, Steve? Tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress meetup. I'm taking this off my head now. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you on. Good to have You're you proud. on, as always. How, how about you, Ross? Uh, Ross Gall here from Digical, and I uh, co, uh, co-organized the We Are Meetup this Monday here at my office, we're not only going to have a lot of cool topics. We're also going to give away an Amazon Dot, the what? brand new one. The Ooh, generation devices, my favorite. Third generation just came out. We're going to give that away here at my office. We're going to have holiday goodies. And Jason, uh, the organizer of this uh, uh, video stream, he's also a coordinator. He's going to be bringing pizza. So yes, there you go. I always bring what? Pizza. Yep. yep. I bring all the carbs. I that's bring right. All the Pizza at a developer meetup? Wow, that's, that's really, right. really, really, really out that's of right. RSVP now, we have limited seating. So there you go. Limited seating. That's right. I love Say. that green content. It's my favorite. Say, how about you? Tell us about yourself. <laughs> um, my name is Say Reed, and I also have opinions. Um, I don't, you, I, I, I contain them so much to this show that they're contained somewhat, but still somehow everyone knows I have them. I'm not sure <laughs> that's how that works, but anyway. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress um, at Say Read Media on all the things. I like that you think you're containing your opinions. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, it's I, really hard to contain them. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Prosper, tell us about your containment. Uh, I, I, I can't necessarily speak much about my containment, but what's up, everybody? I am Jason Cosper, a.k.a. The Big Bopper. Hello, world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That song is so problematic. Oh, <laughs> oh, so good. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over on Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. Um, I do this show here as well as the show WP Blab. Feel free to go take a look at that. And just so you know, and just so say remembers, this particular show is brought to you by ServerPress, makers of Desktop mm. Server. And nice this setup. episode is being streamed on a bunch of things. We're streaming on YouTube, we're streaming on Twitter, and we're streaming on my personal Facebook as well as a Facebook over on WP Water Cooler's Facebook page. So thank Sorry. you for, Hi, everybody. for Server Press for helping us out. We appreciate that. 300 All episodes right. in, and now we're on every platform. You cannot escape us. But isn't that a problem with the canonical source and SEO? <laughs> we're not, nah, we're so not concerned I, with indexing. 
our minds. So far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> okay, so to to kind of you you mentioned something you mentioned something at the top here, Morton, regarding the the idea that we we've been calling it Gutenberg forever, but now we're calling it the block editor. Mm-hmm. But then we told Drupal it's okay to use Gutenberg. So did we just take Gutenberg and we just kind of threw it at Drupal and said, "Here, use the word Gutenberg. We call it the block editor now." Is, is that what happened? <laughs> so that has I to think, be what happened. Yeah. So what so, did we do? That's such a question prop- you ask. What did we? Do? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we. <laughs> uh, so um, a long time ago, a, di- a discussion started in the Gutenberg uh, repo specifically about this particular issue, which is uh, the code name for this project has suddenly become a name that is associated with the project, which is not great. That uh, shall go not, down in infamy. That's not something you normally do because uh, it causes <clears throat> Mojave. Um, Windows 95. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Windows 95. Jason is, and I have a weird cough that we need to get checked out. Windows yeah. 95 is an actual product name. Oh. <laughs> whereas Gutenberg is an actual code name. Uh, but uh, the... the uh, like I come out here to talk about serious shit, and you people are all joking. <laughs> You're on the water cooler. Hey, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. This is what I deal with. Every I just day. like how people think I'm so serious all the time. Gordon, and... you've been on this show before. You know what? <laughs> that was that was not me. That was someone else that looks a lot like me. Uh, <laughs> no, the uh, the decision to to stick with the Gutenberg name until like two days before release was a terrible one. It should never have happened. I think there the were idea... only a couple of those in this process. One or two. What <laughs> I think two the idea of like if you think about Gutenberg as an ag- or like this block editor as an agnostic thing that other platforms can adopt, I actually think the idea of keeping the Gutenberg name to refer to the larger web project called Gutenberg makes sense. But then internally, when it gets in- baked into WordPress or Drupal or Magento or whatever, it should just be the block editor. Um, there is a communication problem there because you know you'll have like things like that Gutenberg Cloud, which is the idea is you can make blocks that can be used in any implementation of the block editor, but it's called Gutenberg Cloud. So users are going to be super confused about this until the end of time because there's another project Gutenberg that is enormously important and is used and has an API and JavaScript libraries and all this kind of stuff that is the open source uh, book publishing service for all public domain books in the world so it's not like there's any conflict here or anything so we didn't check our namespace huh that that's that's smart let's just i think that you know the going into this no one knew you know what was going to happen over over the two years and to be quite honest let's be real the expectations were very different from the result so you know the naming I mean, obviously, that's a problem you come up with. The naming that they did at the beginning is definitely not. So they weren't thinking about like, oh, this code name is going to stick and this is going to be a thing in the community for two years. Like nobody thought that. So, right. you know, the user is not going to call it Gutenberg. The user is not going to call it anything but the new editor. They're barely even going to call it the block editor. That they're going to call anything. it WordPress. They're just going to call it WordPress. They're going to yeah. call it their Hopefully. website. You know, they're going to call it cool because they already do. And that's it. Like, we, we're the ones who get hung up on nomenclature, naming yeah. spaces. <laughs> Developers get hung up in naming. Weird. Who would have thought? <laughs> like, I, we never called the site Tiny MCE, right? WordPress. Yeah. We never yeah. call it 
you know, I mean, developers can... did. That's not true. Developers often refer to tiny MCE. Like, and if you said that to a user, they have no idea what you're talking about. But if you say that to a developer, they are completely, they're like, oh yeah, the tiny MCE, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's a, a notarietal so thing. But The formal name is now block editor and referring to the block editor internally is block editor. Hmm. So if you were to say, uh, you know, like in training, in your training, do you say, okay, uh, you know, add a page, you click here and open the block editor? You don't say that. You just say add a page. Editor. Open a page. You just open the editor. No, but you're, you're going to get a block and stick it into the block editor. Yeah, I think I say block, block editor. editor because the block editor is moving outside of the content. Right, right. And it has text blocks in it. So it's... You are editing blocks. Yeah, you're editing blocks. Dog. It's this nomenclature that this is the stuff. This is the stuff I wish we'd been working on. Like, how do we say this to people instead of like everybody just freaking out about like the inevitability of JavaScript? Like, take the cow path. Say, just start <laughs> being consistent about nomenclature, and it happens. Um, so now, uh, now that, that we was have... the greatest analogy ever, and those were real pictures you took, by the way, right? Yeah. If yeah, you, yeah. Like, you're are, close. You can get in your car and drive up there and you can see it. To the LinkedIn. It's in Carpinteria. It's like an hour oh, and a half yeah. outside. That of, sounds like a fun yeah. drive to go see a path. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> what so, I, so now that we have the block <laughs> editor and we have the blocks that live within the block editor, you know, one of the one of the concerns that Martin was bringing up on, on Twitter was the idea of styling these blocks and then having those styles be inherit either inherited by the, the, the theme in which they're going to live on or that the person is the person that's developing those blocks are going to apply styles to it, or that person who's building those blocks are going to have to make sure that that block is compatible with a whole bunch of themes. Like there's there's many ways to kind of look at this to design a block and then actually make a block look good when you stick it on there. That, that's know, the same widget, exact thing people could say for which, yeah. Yeah, with widgets, you had the same problem. You had a H1 tag that you stuck on the top. You put some text below it, and hopefully things looked great. But block editors are the block is different than a widget that's going to live in the corner in a sidebar, which yeah. half, half the sites nowadays don't even have sidebars anymore. I've been waiting so, for this moment in theme evolution for a very long time, honestly, because uh, themes have have been for. And I've talked about this. I did a whole talk on it, at like or LA WordCamps ago or something about how the themes were just a mess. They're just, it's just a nightmare of no standardization. I mean, since the theme, even the theme customizer, when theme options were like all crazy and like different versions and everything, it, it doesn't, hasn't gotten better because even if the customizer standardizes it, it's still crazy amounts of different things and different UIs within the customizer. But, but yeah, so it's been the customizer a is customizable. Right. So that's the problem that, you know, if we're getting away, like my dream, my theme dream would be that themes would hold, you know, styles and colors and basic layout formats. That's mm -hmm. like what they're supposed to do. That's what they've been made to do. They're CSS skins, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then the stuff should inside should not, you know, crazy override that. We have that problem. You know, you get that with like the events mm -hmm. calendar. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can choose to override the CSS styles or use their CSS styles. Like that sounds beautiful to me. It sounds like simple and clean, like not a problem. And then we <laughs> get rid of all of this theme stuff. And I'm sorry for all the theme developers out there in theme forest. Your time is over. No, you're not. Done now. No, I, I'm, not, that, I'm, not, I'm not sorry for anybody on, on the developers on theme. They've forest. made their gold rush. The gold, the theme <laughs> gold rush is over is what I would predict. It's over for, for I that think time being. 
the, the, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in um, both the short term and the long term, because this this um, undefined stage two of the Gutenberg project um, seems to indicate that, you know, blocks are going to move everywhere inside a space. And then you have kind of a view where you place blocks wherever you want. Um, almost like someone talked about this at WordCamp US last year or something. Um, <laughs> Wait, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who's like thinking into the future? I don't know. The, the interesting, the, like the, the, this is a huge opportunity, but it's also a really big challenge because unless WordPress establishes really quickly a way of doing this correctly so that it's unified and everyone does it the same way, we'll have a bunch of plugins that will solve the problem in different ways and we'll have this total chaos where it's impossible so, to build solutions for it. To that totally. point, I just, I know this is, this is a side point, but I would like to real quick. Uh, I think that that is almost, I'm starting to believe that is almost by design. Like that is actually almost the way that some of the leadership, let's just say, hi, Matt, Matt, um, kind of wants people to just like build all the things and duke it out and let the best thing win. You know, that's almost like we don't have to make a decision if everybody just fights these things together and then, you know, whatever happens to make it wins. Well, you, you got to remember that there was. <laughs> I don't think it's great. Point. I just said I think that's what it seems like is happening. Yeah. You know, there was at one point where we would take we would take the the WordPress plugins and we'd bake them into we would take we'd take them out and we'd bake them into a theme to make sure that no matter what, it's going to look the way that it needs to look. And I think it's I think it's I think we're going to have that same problem again. Mm-hmm. That you know we were we were taking a a, a version of a plugin. And maybe it's a, a form plugin or a contact plugin or like any of those sorts of things. You're going to have to deal with that. And I, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what we're, I don't know what we're going to end up doing. What's the, what's Crazy world. What's say that? I mean, yeah. that's where we need to go is this where, where the content editor, block editor, whatever you want to call it, is the unified experience that allows you to add blocks, put content into the blocks, lay out the blocks, and then the theme or whatever we want to call it um, provides templates and uh, unified styling for that. So you basically choose a look for your site and then you get templates you can use. um, And then, but the problem with that is for that to work, WordPress actually has to be a page builder. Uh, mm-hmm. WordPress has to be a layout builder. And that's mm-hmm. where the schism is because a lot of people who are working internally on this project do not want WordPress to be a layout builder. And the reason why that's a problem is uh, there's this thing called, there are two things, one called resiliency and the other one called accessibility. Where And they have the same requirement. If you take away all the cruft, what you need is a formatted HTML document that has a logical structure and is structured properly in an environment where you have a page builder where you can drag and drop blocks anywhere within the layout, you have to make sure that if you take away the layout, you have this structured HTML document. That means in the block builder, you then have to have basically two panels. One where you say, this is the logical order of my content and the actual semantic order of my content. And then from there, I can then drag the blocks out and position them within the view. That is a level of customization and a level of cognitive load that you put on the user, which simply is not tenable to most of the people who use WordPress. So what will end up, so then you have the templates, right? Which say, we've made the structure for you. You just fill in the blocks. 
right? Mm -hmm. And that has to be something WordPress does because if every plugin tries to solve this problem, half of them will not have the content order system in place. They will all do it in a different way. It'll be totally chaotic to switch between different sites and we'll basically be back in that hellhole we were in a couple of years ago where every plugin had their own settings panel in the back end and it was all just total chaos and no one understood anything. We're still kind of there. Just a little. We're just introducing a whole new level of that inside the editor. And not coming up with rules for it ahead of time. Memes are not changing into something entirely different. I I, I do want to be okay when the editor just moves to the front end and nobody has to look at the back end anymore. Well, to to one thing that has been I don't actually think that by the way. Well, Matt. Matt, who is the great decider, and I might start calling him that, um, is uh, that he is clear he doesn't want a front-end editor. He said so in the most recent interview he did with uh, Brian. Brian Rosgard. Rosgard. a very Scandinavian name. Yeah. (laughs) My main concern, and I I don't believe that this is something... um, I, one of the main selling features for WordPress that I, one of the reasons I use it over everything else, other than, you know, a million reasons is the database. And this is something that I talk to, you know, even my clients about because that allows them this concept of data portability. And I am a little concerned. I'm not the, you know, I I don't go deep on my programming skills. So I get, things get a little fuzzy and I'm like, okay, someone can read on that deep part. Can you explain that to me down there? Um, so, you know, Gutenberg's already a little bit weird with its markup and how it turns it into, you know, not necessarily just totally portable data. It has to get stripped. It has to get whatever. Does anyone see a future where da- uh, the database is not part of WordPress? So yeah. should I start panicking now? No, we're all good. Everyone's like, yes, we need the database in order to have the decoupled apps with all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, blobs so we're all on the same page with that. With APIs. Yeah. Okay, good. So the content blob stays until within the foreseeable future. I think um, Matthias, uh, I talked to Matthias about this um, this summer, and he made a good point that I had kind of, I'm not sure if this was originally planned that way, but it's what it ended up being. Uh, I was asking him about why when you save blocks, you're actually just saving blocks inside the content, right? So there's one form entry inside the database that has the entire setup and you have all these weird comments. And I said, why do we do that? Why don't we have, you know, each of these pieces is their own data element. And then we have some sort of JSON type thing that says these pieces are the ones that go into this post. That would make more sense from a data structure perspective. And he said, well, we want it to be so that if WordPress basically fails, like, you know, some you have a WordPress site, WordPress collapses on you, the database gets messed up. You should be able to go into the content folder, the content t- um, table and pull out the entire piece of the like the entire post and if you separate that out you would then have an abstraction layer where you need to pull the list of blocks that go into it and then piece it together again so it's a way of preserving resiliency now that's a really good argument to keep it the way it is now however i am 100 certain that was not the thinking when the decision was made Mm. this is a a byproduct this is a uh, rewriting of history to justify, right? So it's like, it's one of those mm. the decision ended up being probably the right decision, but it, that's not how it came about. Uh, yeah. So. I hate that stuff. Cause then I'm like, now I don't know how to feel about that. Damn it. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, I, I'm glad that all the minds here think that that's a, something that we're going to keep for at least a while. Well, reusable blocks, Blake's breaks that entire concept anyway. So. Yeah. 
What about is, is there a way of being able to test test those blocks? And has somebody come up with a way of testing for um for essentially for compatibility with all themes that are out there when you're kind of dragging and dropping in blocks? Yeah. So that way you, they keep they keep with I mean, is there is there a term or something that we can use to describe uh, a visual unit test in a way, like a, a way of being able to make sure that these things don't collide or anything? There's a theme unit test that has blocks in it now. The official theme unit test has, there's a branch on the GitHub repo that has the blocks, um, but there are no layout blocks so far, right? Because this this entire situation we're talking about doesn't exist yet. Well, I mean, you do have like columns, for instance. Yeah, that's in the have a. Yeah, and if you have a th- if you have a block that isn't staying within its boundaries, which I saw a few of them um, early on, where it's like, oh, I just dragged this block in here. Wait, why is this block uh, thirty pixels in all directions bigger than its container? I, w- what happened here? Because it's a super block. block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was learning how divs work, and now this whole thing kind of just went nuts. Yep. So, uh, so we need that as well, then. Would you guys yeah. all agree that there needs to be something that we can, uh, you know, pretty much throw a bunch of blocks in there and see if it looks okay or not? Because when we get to the point where, um, you know, the block editor becomes the entire page, ed- you know, editing space, that you're going to have to worry about that. Well, one of the ways of approaching this, which is usually done in design projects like this, is you start by building the output you want. So you say, you mark up an HTML document the way that you would you would think it should be, and then you make the entire layout the way that you think it should be, and then you make maybe like it's almost like a CSS sand garden thing. You make an HTML document, then you make like eighteen different layouts, and you say we're going to try to achieve all of these using an interface. What pieces do we need to have in the interface for this to be possible, right? Um, that is, if I was head of this project, that's where I would go. I would say, we're going to make this unified HTML document and then we're going to just put it into this community and everyone make, you know, the front facing look that they want with this and the layouts that they think they were going to be. And not just for now, but for later and make them responsive and make them work for everything. And then we say, okay, what are the pieces? How do we make the interface allow for this to happen? Because uh, then at least we can have a unit test that would become the unit test for it, right? Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve's been typing. I think he just registered Gutenberg uh, Zen Garden and Block Editor Zen Garden. <laughs> um, so I want to touch on something that's not, that's not me, by the way. related to that technical. Oh, that's not you typing? No. We all thought it was you. Okay. No, I don't Ross, type stop typing. I can see Jason's hands. Um, uh, when we're talking about I have a quiet the direction keyboard. that um, WordPress should go, you're like, if I were running this or, you know, so something that uh, has come up time after time after time with Gutenberg and has really shown, I think, some of the cracks in the community and in the structure that we have happening within WordPress um, is that, you know, with half the, you know, uh, the discussion happening in half on Slack, half on GitHub, um, half on track, no one really knows where these discussions are happening. And there's also not a very clear roadmap coming from Matt, coming from the team, coming from anyone. Um, and there's no one place for this. So this is something that I think is really important because we don't have a, a space within which to talk about these concepts. Maybe mm-hmm. you see where I'm going with this segue. Um, so something that you brought up uh, in your talk uh, with your various speakers that you had was this concept of the uh, WordPress governance project. And um, I definitely want to ask you about that, but I have one quick question to clarify first. On the interview that Matt did with Brian, he and Brian were 
questioning your intent, not in a skeptical way. Yeah, I, they, I heard it. Yeah, they didn't know what you meant. Did you mean go uh, um, WordPress's role within the larger web community or governance of WordPress itself and the project? They took it larger web community. I had imagined it to be talking about WordPress governance. So could you clarify, please, <laughs> your yes. intention? It's both. Um, oh, great. That clears it right up. Thank you. Yeah, so it, it's, <laughs> we need to have... We need governance in the WordPress project for the health of WordPress itself. And, and governance in this circumstance means we need to have um, policies in place and ways to enforce those policies. Uh, we need to have ways for people to have input on those policies. We need to have representatives who are responsible for managing those policies and so on and so on. So basic governance of a large project so that we can trace decision making and figure out who makes decisions in what fora, how does this happen? Who we is, if you will. Yeah, who we is, exactly. Who um, we is. But an essential part of that is for us to be able to take part in the larger web governance. That means representation in government, representation in NGOs, representation when decisions are made about the web through W3C, about the internet through various government bodies and so on. For us to be able to do that, we first need policies and we need to be able to appoint people to be our representatives in those environments. And for that, we also need, um, we need governance internally. So it's, a, it's one of those chicken and egg situations. They both need to be there. But mm -hmm. in our situation, we can actually say we need the internal governance first. We actually know who we are and what we stand for before we can move forward into open governance. And yeah, so it's starting January. We're starting the project. It's going to be fast track like crazy. We're going to try to propose something by the summer. Um, so uh, I have a question to ask you, just to turn the spotlight on you. Who's we? Ding. Oh, right now, the Who's we, your we I'm yeah. talking about is uh -huh. the people that are, have been thinking about this. And the scope of we's power right now is picking a date and time for the meeting and setting a <laughs> preliminary agenda, right? It's like, we're, we're very, we, the people who are working on this right now, very specifically do not have a decision-making power in this project. We are simply booting it up so that a meeting can be happening. And it's a matter of talking to people to find out that we're not overlapping with other meetings and getting a channel to have the meeting in, that kind of stuff. So it's very technical, just organizational components. Structural we. I'm just clarifying because we're all clarifying who the we's are. So I'm just letting you, uh, you clarify. Uh, it's a it very sounds like we're building a country, though. I mean, it's like look at this. We, it's, it's a third of the web. It's a third of the internet. It's the global thing. It's a kind of a big deal. WordPress <laughs> is a political organization in everything but name. So, so the we need way a speaker of the house, and we need we need all of those sorts of pieces to it. Well, there are ways of doing governance that actually work. They don't come from web governance. They come from other types of organizations. Right. Uh, the, the the key is just we need to have clear structures. I mean, think about it. Right now we have a BDFL, a Benevolent Dictator for Life. The last part of the BDFL is concerning because that means what happens if Matt decides to just be like, no, I'm going to Mars with Elon Musk, right? <laughs> uh, Which, by the way, is, is, not outside of the realm of possibility. Two, I, would, right? I would actually put that on him. Yeah, so it's that. like Absolutely. I think he was wasn't he on the Virgin Galaxy uh, rocket that was that <laughs> went up yesterday? Yesterday, <laughs> but it's like th time, this is not right. a tenable management structure for thirty two percent of the web at all, right? We need, I, I'd we need... argue it's a dangerous um, a structure because the impact that <clears throat> WordPress could have on <clears throat> just 
just yeah well okay so facebook yes data security i'm even just talking from an economical uh stand and an mm-hmm. economy standpoint from all of just the people i've set up with wordpress sites right which is a you know probably close to like a thousand people, which is insane. Right. But if all of their sites stop working, their businesses are actually, I've had clients contact me after last week's update and they're like, ah, it's broken. It's whatever. So, you know, that does have an economic impact that does have an impact beyond just the commercial aspects of the web development industry. It has far reaching things mm-hmm. that are that are happening so i am i'm yeah. fully on board for this and this is actually incidentally what i thought the growth council was going to be because i was on the growth council which was and is now no longer um and i thought we were going to be talking about things like this like how to structure this stuff we did not talk about that so i'm really glad that there's a forum where we'll be able to have these conversations but if you consider woocommerce and all the people that are running woocommerce it absolutely has an economic impact mm-hmm. yeah like dramatic, like, and, and not only that, the tax collection in WooCommerce, the tax collection plugin affects a lot of things for the people paying it, for the people receiving it. If there are errors in that, if there's just, you know, even just user error because it's poorly made, you know, that's problematic for a lot of people. WordPress is mission critical to millions of people. Mm-hmm. Every right. decision, Governments, every arbitrary decision WordPress makes has a direct impact on the lives of millions of people. I think that is one of the most important sentences um, and maybe should be the lead sentence of the governance project kickoff because that's really true. It does. And if we all just only look at our own little square, it's like, oh, whatever, it's just some software, just an open source community, it doesn't matter. If you take into what you just said, like if you, if you look at that, really, it, it really does matter a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, remember the promise of, 5.0.1 coming out a week after the original release and it was going to fix Gutenberg problems. Did anyone pay attention to the release that actually came out and what that did? Security update! Sitting on file for a long time. Oh, they knew about that one? Oh yeah, it's been held back by, as far as I understand, and I'm not on the security team, so I don't speak for them, but to my understanding, that security update has been sitting there waiting for the release because no changes were going to be made to core, which is one of those decisions that is not okay. That's a of course, I could punch. be wrong, so like I'll put a caveat on that. This could all be just rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. Wouldn't it be great <laughs> if we had some like actual source of real information that we could? Well, you can't talk about security issues publicly because. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, like, but now it would be good to know now, right? Like. Anyway, yeah. Look at the when they say yeah. that there's going to be no 499 and okay, we got a security update. So, but Jason, you were saying we're out of time. Yeah. Look at the time. <laughs> Thank you all for coming down and hanging out with us, watching us on all the various platforms that are out there. Feel free to go and, uh, and subscribe to us. You can subscribe to us by going to wpwatercore.com slash subscribe, where you can learn how to subscribe to us on all the different platforms that are out there. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you.